Welcome to Psychology Has It Backwards. This series will question the assumption that people are psychologically broken and need to be fixed. We will talk about how seeing people as innately healthy will change all of your interactions and outcomes. This is a true paradigm shift, and it simplifies the entire process of dealing with mental distress and allows for more profound and immediate changes. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Psychology Has It Backwards with Christine Heath and Judy Sedgman. I'm Judy Sedgman, and today we're going to be talking about listening and insight. I think we alluded to that when we explained uh, the nature of this work, but listening is a starting point for everything that, that matters in life. When we listen to people, we have a tendency to listen for information. We listen to the details of what they're saying to us, and our mind is normally working away at what, they, what we're going to say back. It's kind of the way we listen at business meetings. And when we're talking about listening, we're talking about something else. We're talking about listening, first of all, to our own wisdom, to listening to the source within us, that energy of life that's flowing through us that helps us to generate thoughts that are present, are useful in the present moment. So we're listening to our own wisdom. And when we listen to other people, we're listening not just to the words they're saying, but to the feeling behind them. So we're listening deeper than we're accustomed to. But it's a natural outcome of quieting down. So uh, the first thing to sort of consider is just kind of be open to listening in a different way than we've been used to. You know, Judy, I've got a really good example of that. I hope my, my staff person doesn't uh, kill me for doing, using this example, but it's too good. We were having, um, on supervision, we were talking about, um, a family that we're working with and, um, both of the parents are very, very insecure and they both think that the other person is responsible for their, um, uh, insecurity and their anxiety. And they're really both quite, um, uh, insecure in this, in, you know, in the state of mind they're in, they're just not doing very well. So we were kind of talking about how to um, work with them and how to intervene and what, what they need and that kind of thing. And all of a sudden, one of my staff said, well, I want you to know that I don't think that this guy's the, the sole problem. I think that the wife is also the problem. And I think that you guys maybe have some thoughts about um, men and blaming them. <laughs> and I stu- I took a step back, took a breath, and then I thought, interesting, because in my mind, I wasn't even once thinking about this guy being the trouble. Now, that doesn't mean that I wouldn't have those thoughts sometimes, right? But in yeah. this case, it was, I, I, I reflected on that, like, okay, did I say that? No. And, and I said, so I, I was curious. I said, so tell me, what was it that I said or that we said that got you to think that that's what we're saying what 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 did you think was like uh, offensive or blaming of him or whatever and and he stopped for a minute he goes oh I really don't I don't know and I said because I don't think we did I don't think we said anything about him in a negative way and I said no I think that's your thinking 
And so what you got, what you, what happened here is you created a reality about what just happened and it didn't actually happen. That you were actually caught up in your own thinking about what we were thinking and you weren't really listening in the moment. And he was like, Oh yeah, I do that sometimes. I said, Yeah, so that's okay. But that's kind of what the clients are doing also, right? They're not listening to each other, but they're listening to their own thinking about what the other person is saying. Yeah, that is a great example, Chris, because that's um, that's what gets in the way of people truly finding a beautiful feeling between them. You know, to me, that's like, and finding, you know, finding a connection, finding warmth. And I'm not talking about, you know, couples or anything, just anybody, just people in the world, is that if we're so busy thinking about what we're going to say next or what's going on or what they're making up, what we make of what they're saying, we kind of miss the, the, the real depth of it. And I, yes, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to give one example. That's really what changed my relationship with my daughter. Uh, when I first got involved in the principles is that I realized I was listening to her as a mother you know, watching out for clues, you know, kind of, well, I wonder, you know, if she means this or if she's that good. You know, I was making something of everything she said. She was a teenager instead of really listening. And that was a big wake up to me when I started, you know, just paying, just sitting there, you know, and just being quiet and letting her talk and taking it in sort of like I was looking out the window of the car. I was listening as though my ears were my eyes looking out the window of a car, you know, not knowing what was going to come next and just thinking, wow, it's an interesting scenery out there. I said, oh, well. And I saw a whole different young woman. I really did. It just completely made me realize that who she was. That's a be- really beautiful story because you can see that when your mind, like, stops doing all that, processing that you mm-hmm. see through the eyes of love isn't that what they say like yeah. looking through the eyes of love and it what right. you see totally changes what you hear changes it's a whole different experience i think that that's part of what you know in psychology i know when i before i i learned about the principles i had so many thoughts about people there were some people i couldn't work with because i had such negative thinking about what they'd done or um, who they were, and and as a result of that, I was really limited in terms of the people that I could help, because mm-hmm. that thinking would create what you know, like an attitude, a feeling. I couldn't really connect with them, but I thought it was them and their problem that was causing me to not connect with them. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've all been through that. You know that we sort of cross off certain types of people. Like I used to think I could never work with anybody who had been a pedophile. Mm-hmm. I just kind of like, Oh, well, everybody's, everybody's healthy except them, you know? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, that was the exception of my rule. You know, nobody's broken except them. They're broken. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a business consulting one time, which had nothing to do with anything but strategic thinking, you know, and I was talking about clearing your head and working in meetings and so on. And, and uh, this person that was at that particular business training found me 
uh, one morning early when I came in to get ready for the, for our next group uh, session. And he said, could I talk to you for a minute? And I said, sure. You know, and I thought he was going to ask me a question about the business, but that wasn't it at all. He said, I, I've been sitting in these groups and thinking there's something more to what you're saying to help me than just about business. And I said, what do you need help with? So he confessed to me that at, at a time several, several years earlier when he was a counselor in a summer camp for boys, he, he was very confused at that time about his sexuality and he was an older teenager, but he was struggling with a lot of things in his life and that he had uh, what he realized after the fact essentially molested some little boys who at the time he persuaded himself that that was a loving uh, experience, but he realized it, that he had the upper hand and that he had taken advantage of them. And my, my antenna went up and I thought, oh no, no, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this. And then I thought, well, here he is. It's just another human being. He's been in this session that you've been doing. He's been a wonderful participant. You thought very highly of him until he said this. And I realized that it was just, it was just a thought that he had. That everything that people do is their thinking manifesting in the moment. And if it's really messed up thinking, they do messed up things. And I, I told him the truth. I decided I, I just got to tell him. And I said, you know, I, I used to really think that I couldn't work with somebody that did what you just told me you did. But, you know, we've already built a relationship and I'm looking at you and I really see that if you had known better, uh, at the time, or if your thinking was less insecure at the time, or if you were less messed up in your own ideas about life at the time, you wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. So I ended up, did, I did help him ultimately, but that's not, the details don't matter. But just in that moment, I learned to listen myself, even to people I thought, if I judged them before I started listening, I wouldn't have been able to hear. Mm-hmm. That's really a great story, because the other piece of that, Judy, is that when we listen, we get insights, not only yeah. about how to help our clients, but also how we get out of our own thinking. Like that's kind of what listening does, isn't it? It's like when you get out of needing to you know, figure things out and problem solve and going over all the drama of the week or you know, whatever it is you do in therapy with people. When you get out of that and you're listening for their health and you're listening for how the principles, that's what we're going to be talking about next, but how it works that we're creating a reality rather than trying to manage the reality that we're creating. We get insights. And then all of a sudden it's clear as a bell as to what you could do to help this human being no matter what they've done no matter how, uh, how they are. You know, like I, I've worked with people with addictions since the 70s. And I, um, used to talk about people, I mean, I had a lot of thoughts about addicts, you know, about alcoholics, mm-hmm. and that's the way they are. And, oh, God, you can't listen to them. And, you know, there's this, there's that. And now it's kind of like, I try to stay out of that thinking as much as possible. And sometimes it's helpful to understand, you know, that Mm -hmm. when their thinking is really outside in, when it's really, when they're looking at life backwards, 
that mm-hmm. it it's helpful to understand, you know, like that that's that thinking's not good. But you can't help somebody by understanding that. You help somebody by the insight that they get about that, that they get. Mm-hmm. So as you listen more, the person you're helping listens more. And suddenly they have a different experience because of the way you're responding to them. Yeah, you know, that reminds me of our colleague, uh, Mark Howard, who has always called this work a partnership of health. And what you're really describing is the the fertile ground for both the the person, the helper, and the person who's seeking help to find answers, to get insights, is quiet. And listening is is quietude. Listening is having a quiet mind and and just taking in the present life moment. And um, as soon as your mind quiets, it never fails. You know, sometimes I always uh, tell people, don't expect insights to be earth-shattering discoveries about physics or something. When I'm talking about insights, sometimes they're very small things, but they really, really help. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and to me, that's one of the keys uh, to recognizing the innate health that we all have is to realize we'll get an insight as soon as we quiet down and come to peace for a moment. It's like there's an insight, uh, like a champagne bubble machine. You know, as soon as you let the bubbles flow, they start coming up. And listening opens the space for those insights to bubble up. Mm-hmm. Like for me, I, as a therapist, I had to have an insight that reality was coming from within me. Like that was, mm-hmm. I was seeing my thoughts in my clients. I was seeing my thoughts in my life. When I had that insight, I got all kinds of ideas about how to help people in a different way. I got all kinds of answers in a sense, right? When I was trying to figure out how to solve their problems and, and deal with what happened to them, I just got more problems. I just got more caught up in the details of Mm -hmm. their life. And so that's really a difference in terms of how we work with people. Because the field of psychology, like whether you're doing cognitive therapy or kind of constantly helping people change their thinking, but there's no end to the possibility of bad thinking. So you can be kind of thinking about your thinking, which is what usually happens. And there's no like depth of feeling to it. I mean, it's true that if you change your thinking that you'll have a better experience. But what we're talking about is that plus this depth of experience and feeling that comes as a result Mm -hmm. of having an insight about that, not just like intellectually understanding that. There's no life there. Like that thinking is like what I always call the, the thought cemetery. It's like memory is thought that had life and now it's dead. So it's kind of like people get bored and they're like not connecting at that spiritual level. Right. Or they get frustrated because there's no answer sounds any better. Like if your state of mind is agitated and anxious and worried and stressful and you're churning thoughts in your mind, you'll get a lot of thoughts, but they won't be the answer. They'll just be more thoughts about the thoughts Mm -hmm. and the same at the same level of understanding that you were having the thoughts that distressed you. But when, when your mind quiets right. down, that's when you get insights, which are higher quality thoughts, essentially. They're pure. They come from a new place. 
Uh, not that they don't come from us, but they come from a cleaner sort of start. You know, we're not we're not sort of decorating them with all the I, details, and suddenly something gets very clear, and that's all inside is it's sight from within, sight from within us. So I, I really I think that's been the best gift of all of this understanding from the inside out and seeing that I had it backwards my whole life. I just expected the world to keep giving me answers and that's not where the answers are. Yeah. Plus I used to think that there were answers. Like (laughs) if I got the right answer, I'd be happy. And so I kept looking for the right answer and I'd make up what the answer was, right? Like, Oh, if I found a Mm -hmm. husband, then, then I'd be happy. If I, you know, made a lot of money, then I'd be happy. If I was famous, then I'd be happy. But it was just like me making that up because I didn't know that happiness was already inside of me. So, you know, it's like recognizing how we create our experience and then helping people to see that so they mm-hmm. get insight about it. That's a right. totally different way of doing therapy than sitting down and processing what's wrong in your life and how bad you feel and understanding why you feel that way. And so the session comes alive people get better, you know, and they want to come back again. So there's also a a really a a marketing tool with that is that people get better, their friends see that, they refer other people. It becomes a whole way of connecting based on health. Right. Well, you know, I think that this is a, uh, a place for us to stop on this topic right now but I'd like to suggest to those of the, oh, those of you who are listening to the podcast is see if you notice that. See if you notice that when you're quiet and just kind of musing and reflecting, you don't get thoughts that really are helpful to you versus when you're really working it, you know, trying very hard because it's so subtle. It's so subtle. But when you start to see it, when I saw that possibility in me, it changed everything in my life. And more to come. So we'll talk about it more on our next uh, next time, a week from now. And and one more thing, Judy. One more thing before we yeah. end is when you're listening to our podcast, see if you can listen without thinking. So if you're <laughs> you know in the field, see if you can put your own thoughts aside, because otherwise mm-hmm. you're not going to get an insight. And you really have to see it different. You can't think it different. So trying to figure it out and then compare it to what you do and is this different, is it not different, all that is not going to get you what you're looking for. But if you're looking to live in a different feeling state, a different state of being, you have to listen to do that. And you have to listen with nothing on your mind and just be open and see, just kind of see, does this, let me see if this makes sense. Like, let me try this out. Let me, let me look at this. Maybe they're onto something here. That's great. Great idea. Okay, everybody. Aloha. Aloha. See you next time. See you next time. We hope you heard something new and that you will continue to join us to challenge the prevailing thinking about the possibilities for health in everyone. To subscribe to the podcast, visit our website at psychologyhasitbackwards.com.